This is Jay Randall Ori, your host of The Modern Contemplative. This is my very first podcast for The Modern Contemplative and my very first podcast ever. <laughs> so don't expect anything spectacular, polished, or great. Um, what I want to do, actually, I have a website called The Modern Contemplative. It is uh, themoderncontemplative.com. That's where you can find it. So what I'm doing, I do blogs as well. And so what I'm going to do with the podcast basically is follow the same path as my blogs. I have currently 16 blog posts up and I'm going to be working through the same material in the podcast as the blog. Now, that doesn't mean I'll be reading my blogs. Definitely not. What I will be doing is covering the same material in a different way, giving more um more insight, different insight, just a different feel, but I'll be kind of following the same themes. So a couple ideas. Basically, if you if you not if you're not a great reader, you can podcast. If you're not a great podcaster, you can read. If you do both, you can get something from each of these. So it's kind of a um, just a way to reach two different kinds of audiences. And I guess the third audience would be someone who will read and listen. So I don't want to ex- exclude anybody. Everybody can get something out of each individually or both together. So that being said, the first topic that I'm covering is kind of an introductory topic. It's um, how I became a contemplative. So let's see. Uh, I've already explained briefly what contemplation is, but I'll start there. Basically, contemplation was a subculture of Christianity. It was, it was formed in the third century by the Desert Fathers. Um, basically, these guys kind of took took up the f- a form of meditation, which is a more ancient religious practice of just seeking to quiet your inner life, to quiet your spirit, soul, mind, heart, and to hear God. So meditation is Buddhists do it, Hindus do it. Um, lots of religions, cultures practice meditation. Uh, it's just a way to quiet yourself, to hear God. The Christian expression was called contemplation. It began in the third century. So these desert fathers basically saw the Roman Catholic, or sorry, they saw the Roman Empire co-opting the church. That's where we get Roman Catholicism from. They, they saw it being kind of imperialized, institutionalized, and they also saw that that was changing it. You know, they, they saw the, orig, the original tent of Jesus for the church was a group of people who were seeking to know God. The Desert Fathers of the 3rd century saw um, that changing in the church when it was kind of being transformed to fit the Roman government, the Roman Empire. So they they kind of were like wanted to get away from that form of Christianity, so they went to the desert. So contemplation formed out of that spirit and that heart of just getting back to God. You know, kind of, it was also a, a kind of protest, you know, it was in the spirit of of a a sense that the church was kind of being corrupted by political power and by money. And so they wanted to get away from all of that stuff. So that's why, you know, even today, a lot of of monks, which of course monasticism came out of this contemplative desert father exodus, a lot of monks today take vows of poverty, chastity, because they're trying to forsake all the things that they, you know, the corruption they saw with the the third century uh, church while it was being co-opted by Rome. Okay, so I went through that brief introduction. Um, 
that's more the historical kind of formation. But I started learning about contemplation about four years ago. I read a book by Thomas Merton called New Seeds of Contemplation. I was working in Houston, Texas at the time. Um, I work, I have my own construction company. I started that two years ago. Four years ago, I was doing um, LED and neon lighting installation with my brother-in-law. By the way, if you hear kids screaming in the background, that's life. <laughs> that's my life. So just ignore that. Um, so I had to pause for a second. Just ignore that. So I was in Houston installing LED lights at the children, Houston Children's I'm sorry, it was the Texas Children's Hospital complex. It was a huge, just a, it's like a city over there. It's called the Medical Complex, or Medical City, I'm sorry. It's called Medical City. So I was there for two weeks. Uh, we were working nights up on a lift in the air, installing these lights in this big outside concourse. And So I was working nights, sleeping days, and I was reading this book by Thomas Merton, um, New Seeds of Contemplation. Man, it was blowing my mind. It was just... Really speaking to where I already was in, in my journey um, as a Christian, you know, I, I really had been seeking to know God for myself for about 20 years. So that's where kind of the story begins when I was in my 20s going to church as a Christian. I just had this, I don't know if I would say spontaneous, but I had this desire to know God for myself. And I really felt like the church I was in, the local church or the Christian tradition that I was in, was not doing that for me. You know, I just saw the ritual. I saw the Sunday service and the, the tithing and just all these, these duty kind of, you know, this, this obedience format where you're just doing these things. But in my heart, I just wanted to know God. Or I just kind of had this, maybe as an epiphany, like, I don't really know God. And does anyone else know God here in this place? And I just began asking questions, talking to people. And I just, maybe I was wrong, but my conclusion was that nobody knew God. We all talked about knowing God. The Bible talked about knowing God. The scripture said, you know, that Jesus' disciples know his voice. They follow him. But it seemed to me following Jesus in my Christian culture was just going to church, reading the Bible, adopting some good moral principles from the Bible and trying to live those the best as I could. But actual contact with God wasn't happening as far as I could tell. And I wanted that. So I went in my 20s. I basically left the church and searched for God. Now, it didn't mean I stopped going to church necessarily. I did. It just church became much less important to me. It's not where I was looking for God anymore. And so uh, so one of my first experiences was uh, with uh, a hippie culture. My brother, older brother, was a hippie, and I started hanging out with these hippie dudes. They were smoking pot, playing music, drinking beer, and just, like, having a good time. But they really loved each other. It was a really tight-knit community. It was kind of my first experience in the world, stepping outside of my Christian, little Christian subculture, and kind of seeing that these non-Christian hippie dudes kind of lived some elements of the gospel better than my Christian tribe. And so that was eye-opening, but that was kind of the beginning of my journey just to get out, experience different things, different people, to test and see, like, is this Christian thing true? Is this the way that I've learned it? Is it right? 
and ultimately within the framework of can I know God? And so the last 20 plus years, that has been my pursuit. You know, I've been very dedicated to reading the Bible, trying to understand what Jesus taught, and trying to sort through some of the religious, you know, theological um, things I was taught, I was trained in, and, and how those match up with what I was reading about Jesus in the Bible. You know, I also went to Bible college twice during this 20-year period, so I really was trained in the Bible, trained in theology. Um, I also got my master's in humanities, which trained me in human culture. But I mean, putting all that together, I, you know, I just began to think about how humans kind of think, act, interact, group action, you know, individually. And, you know, I, I began to see the church as just kind of a a human-born religious culture more than a, a body of teaching or a group of people that were really focused on knowing God personally. And, and somehow, in my 20s, that was the bug that I caught. I wanted to know God. I wanted to hear God. I wanted to really experience God. And so that led me to 20-some years later, Houston, my experience reading uh, New Seeds of Contemplation by Thomas Merton and realizing, damn, this is the journey that I've been on. Like, this guy, Thomas Merton, was talking about what God had been doing and what I had been seeking and experiencing for the last 20 years. And it just, everything clicked. And, I mean, God literally told me in the process of reading that book that I was a contemplative. And that's the journey I'd been on. So, of course, that was another beginning. Like, the 20 years leading up to that was a, a process, a beginning. But now I came to this new beginning of, hey, I'm a contemplative. What does that even mean? I spent the last four to five years reading and, and just really delving into and saturating myself in contemplative practice, contemplative teaching, and what is this Christian contemplative thing about? It is a... Uh, it, it's a, it's, a, it's a way of living. It's a way of knowing God. It's a way of living life, even ordinary everyday life, in light of a God who walks with us every day, who is available, who speaks, who interacts with us, who touches us, who touches our hearts, our minds, who shows us, who gives us direction, who gives us encouragement, who loves us. And I, I can tell you it's changed, my, it's changed my Christianity. I still consider myself a Christian. I still, I still go to church. I go, you know, I many periods or many seasons during this long journey, I did not go to church or I just didn't take church seriously. I do I, more so now. I do value church and just community, and I do share a lot of values. But I've also sought out churches that are a little more progressive, uh, a little more, uh, you know, focused on the same goals as me, which we all tend to do. Whether it's a church or what any kind of group, we seek out people that are doing the same things we are, that value the same things. So I have found some churches that kind of feed into my desire to know God more. Um, but I've realized, I, f I feel like the church as a whole has has become what I would call imperialized. It's what began in the Roman Empire in the third century. And this, the church became institutionalized, you could say. And I'll get into that more in the second post, which is about contemplation itself, the his, historical contemplation. But um, that's this is just an introduction to kind of how I got into this whole thing and um, where I'm at now, which is just continuing to understand what it means to be a contemplative, what it means to really know God, what it means to really experience God, 
in a mystical, like real life, everyday experience. So that's it. I, I don't think I have a lot more to say at this point. That's just been my journey. I just wanted to share my journey as an introduction into this whole thing. And so I'll be talking more. Uh, the next post will be about tr- the historical, traditional um, idea of contemplation. And I've kind of, <laughs> I've kind of given away some of that already. But I look forward to talking with you next time and, and engaging in this conversation. So feel free to, you know, message me back or just continue the conversation with me. So thank you for listening. Bye.